At the age of 26, my business was half a million dollars in debt. As an entrepreneur, you get pushed around. The question I faced was, how would I crawl out from underneath the debt and grow my business? The exciting part is, I have a multi-million dollar business now. But the truth is, there is no perfect entrepreneur. Join me and follow along as I share with you the mindset and business strategies needed to grow any company. My name is Oliver Fernandez. Welcome to The Imperfect Entrepreneur. How are you? This is Oliver Fernandez with The Imperfect Entrepreneur. And we're going to work through the concept that you are going to attract who you are in life and in business. So my baby girl Liliana can definitely crawl backwards. And the other day I saw her get into the crawling position and start to move forward. So we're going to have a moving baby here soon. And I'm excited to work through the challenges that that new part of life is going to bring. So today we're going to work through the concept that you attract who you are and that words can attract people into your life and words can actually push people away from you in life. So this became really apparent when I first started marketing my business and I was traveling to the Air Force bases in the Panhandle and I had a day that I had set up three or four meetings throughout the Panhandle and I showed up to the first meeting and it was actually at Herbert Field. That's right in the Panhandle in, in Florida. And when I arrived to that meeting, this was my first meeting in front of contracting officers. So I didn't really understand exactly what they were looking for, even though my partner did. So I got into this meeting and when questions started to come up from the contracting officer that we were having the meeting with, I then answered them the same way I would have answered them for projects that I would have completed commercially or residentially. And what I mean by that is when the contracting officer asked me, what happens when you have a problem? I answered it, well, I'll come up and be on site and be present. And the contracting officer looked at me a little strange because the other businesses that they had working on site, they had a team of people. So it never was the owner that came to the site to handle all of the problems. It was the owner's representatives that came to the site to clean up the problems that were issues on site. So when I brought up that I would be there to take care of all the problems, yes, that could be seen as a boat of confidence to the contracting officer, but it could also be seen as a as a company that has limited resources, a company that doesn't have other team members to help solve problems. Because that contracting officer understood that I was only one person. So if I had multiple jobs and I was on that job to to handle any problems that were on that job, what else was I not going after? Or what else was I not um, taking care of that I couldn't take care of because I was already on that job. So that the contracting officer saw that I didn't have leverage. I didn't have a team of people surrounding me. I didn't have 
the resources to actually protect him, to preserve him, to keep that customer moving forward, even in the midst of problems that that contracting officer knew were going to be present. So in that situation, the words that I used actually pushed that contracting officer away from me. And the reason that it pushed that contracting officer away from me is because that contracting officer was looking for value. That contracting officer wasn't looking for a cost savings. That contracting officer wasn't looking for a company where the owner did everything. And even though I did have a team, I didn't articulate that I had a team and that I was working with a group of people that would successfully be able to work through the issues on the project. What I had communicated was that I was going to be the person that took care of the problem. And that showed weakness to that contracting officer. It didn't, it didn't show that I had the, um, the competency or I had the stature of a company that he wanted working on his base. And after that meeting, my business partner pulled me aside and said, Oliver, you know, when we go to these meetings, what the government is looking for is they're looking for you to be the CEO. They're looking for you to run this business like a Fortune 500 company. And if you were to run this business like a Fortune 500 company, you're not going to be on site showing up when there's a problem. Yes, if there's a massive problem, yes, you can be on site and you can um, show show up and, and provide support and and help the team. But for every little problem that's happening on site, they want to know that you have a team and that you have resources that are going to solve that problem and take care of that problem in an efficient manner. They don't want to deal with companies that are going to only have one person that can solve a problem. They want, they want 10 people to solve one problem. So they want companies that are, are going to be small, small businesses, but those small businesses that run their company like a Fortune 500 company that have a team of people, a team of resources that can go and solve the problems. So when my partner said that, it made total sense. It made total sense because I had the information that this contracting officer did not like what I said when I said that when there was a problem that I would be on site to help solve that problem. So also listening to a friend speak about their program and the discounts that they had for their program. And for me, that never would have attracted me because I'm not looking for a discount. I'm willing to pay the full price of your program. What would attract me is the value that that program would bring to my life. Like if you talked about how that program would change the relationship with me and my wife, my daughter, maybe how it helped me grow my business, then those would be points that would attract me to that program because that's something that I'm interested in. That's something that I'm looking to move toward. I'm not looking to move toward things that are cheap and things that are going to save me money. I'm looking for things that are going to add value into my life. So when I heard, when I hear wording, like there's discounts on, on this product, or you can save this, like, that's not something that's going to attract me. So that person that's saying there's discounts and you can save money here, they 
are probably a person that is trying to save money and find discounts in their own life. So they are projecting that same message into the universe. Whereas a person that is looking to offer value and is looking to transform relationships with their, with people's spouses and their families and their daughters and their sons and their parents or someone that's trying to provide a transformation for someone else's business, they're going to talk about how their program or their product creates that result in your business. They're going to create that result in your relationship, how you're going to be able to spend more time with your wife. You're going to be able to have dinner with your wife. You're going to be able to sit down with your daughter and have and eat meals, right? Whereas that's going to attract a totally different customer than someone who's just speaking about, this is the cost and I'm going to drop the cost by this much. You're going to just attract people who are looking for a deal. You're only going to attract people who are looking to save money. So your wording is going to resonate with different people. And it's going to resonate with with people that are um, either going to be looking to, to save money or it's going to be resonate with people who are looking for the value, right? So you have to be extremely careful with how you position your wording, right? And a lot of times you'll hear this saying, start with the end in mind. So what that means is that if you don't have any resources right here, right now, don't talk about how you're feeling right here, right now. Talk about how you're going to feel when you do have those resources, and then you will be able to attract that quality of client into your life now. When you're talking about the value that you can bring into someone's life now, then you're going to have a different customer base than if you're talking about saving money, which that might be a real feeling that you do have right now and it might be something that you're trying to um, accomplish, like saving money and finding discounts because things are tight. Um, but that's not the customer that you want to serve in the moment because that customer is not going to provide the resources that are going to be required for your business to actually stay afloat. Like, you can't survive uh, with your business if you don't make money, right? So that's what happened with me when I first started my business is I was trying to cut my price to match my customer. And in turn, I had a bunch of business, but the work wasn't profitable enough for me to actually serve that business the proper way. So I could never really get traction. I could never really grow. I could never really scale. So instead, I had to change the way I was communicating with my customer, talk about the value that I could bring to their life. I could talk about how I'm going to be able to service the project, talk about the quality of my construction, talk about how we finish our projects on time and within budget. Like those are things that like my customer would value. Whereas if I'm only talking about cost savings, like, yeah, some of my customers would have liked to have heard that, but that's the customer that I don't really want because they're always going to be looking for a discount. And there's no, 
in the discount doesn't take into consideration me servicing that customer, me providing a excellent quality product for that customer. So now I'm trying to, um, to cut corners to actually make a profit. Whereas no, this is the cost for the product. And there's people out there that are going to be willing to pay for it. I just need to talk to them in the beginning. I need to talk about my product and the services that I can bring to people in the beginning, not, not, not talk about the cost savings that I can get for someone. And even though those are the thoughts that might be going through my mind in the beginning, I need to talk about the value I can bring to someone in the beginning. And then that will set you up to work, to have a business that is serving a a customer base that you can enjoy being around. A customer base that appreciates you, a customer base that is not just worried about saving a dollar and instead is looking at the value that you bring into their life. So customers um, are going to, and clients, right? Clients are going to um, are going to be attracted by the words that you say. And clients will either be attracted by the cost savings that you can save them, or you can, your clients are going to be attracted to you by the value that you can bring to them and, and into their lives. So thank you very much for listening in. And what I'd like for you to do is uh, if you enjoyed, make sure you leave a comment and you leave your biggest takeaway in the comments. And for more insider information, offers, and just special challenges, go to my website, theiepodcast.com. That is www.theiesanigloeisanedwardpodcast.com and sign up for my personal email list. With love, keep putting one foot in front of the next. Thank you for listening to The Imperfect Entrepreneur. Please remember to subscribe and leave feedback.